and I'll tell you this as an entrepreneur, if I know a creator, if I ask you, what are you worth? And you're like, I don't know. I know that you don't value yourself so I could take advantage of you. That's how most, that's how most business works. Again, I'm in the practice of ethical. I try to help people learn about what really goes on, but I also came from the corporate world. I know that people just bid across the board and they take whoever doesn't believe in themselves the most but still has a quality product, that's what gets picked. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, I'm sitting down with the man, the myth, the legend, CJ Finley, founder of Thrive On Life. He is a man of many talents with a background in engineering, business, health and fitness, and he does so many things. He flies drones, he runs a podcast, he skateboards, and he's a well-known community leader here in Austin. I'm super amped to share this conversation with you guys. I think it's jam-packed with value on how we as creatives can begin to shift our mindset on communicating our worth to clients and how we can make more money doing what we love. I think given his corporate and entrepreneurship experience, CJ has a lot of perspective and insight that I certainly do not have. And I think you guys will take a lot away from this episode. So without further ado, let's jump right into the conversation. Alrighty, guys, welcome to another episode of For Creativity's Sake. I'm your host, Jasmine Q. And today I'm super, super excited for this episode because we have my friend CJ Finley on here. What's it, up, y'all? It's pretty, I'm so excited. Pretty cool to have you on the other side of the the podcasting studio because you know I was on CJ's podcast uh, like what a couple months ago now. Yeah, it had to be. Man, time is freaking flying. It is flying. Um, August, July, August, it was September. Like, time is flying. That was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah so it was like, like the summertime. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So now I kind of get the reverse. You know, I get the I get the chance to interview you a little bit, and I'm. You know, really, really excited to have you on here because everyone that I've had on here before has been a creative and they've been more in like their videographers, photographers, musicians. And it's really, really cool to have you on here because I know that you bring a complete other perspective to the table when it comes to creativity and entrepreneurship and business. So, I mean, I guess I'll let you introduce yourself a little bit and a little bit about what you do. Yeah, well, first off, thank you for having me on here. Um, I'm going to be honest, like this is really cool for me because Jasmine, for those that are listening, is one of the creators that I look up to most in our local network here in Austin and also, I guess, from coast to coast um, because there's not a lot of people that can kind of do it all. And that's one of the things that I look to surround myself with is people that aren't just a one-trick pony and the fact that you can film, edit, sing, podcast, skateboard. Those are the types of people that I want to be around. And that's what I strive to be. So thank you again for having me on. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation. But a little bit about me. Uh, My name is CJ Finley. I created a brand called Thrive on Life. To be honest, it started as just an Instagram account to inspire myself to do more than just survive. Um, I grew up in a small town outside of New Jersey and went the normal route that everybody goes go to college, take on a little bit of debt, get out, get a job because you have debt and then be like, holy shit, yeah, this is life. This is the next mm-hmm. 30, 40 years. But fortunately, this little thing called Instagram yeah. had started and I never really got into it. I, I would take pictures of my beers and mm-hmm. uh, traveling and stuff. Yeah. I never put my face in front of it really. But then something came out, which kind of changed the game for me, which was DMs and Instagram stories. And the Mm -hmm. fact that I could finally start connecting with people that had interests like me that weren't necessarily in my local area really is what kind of led to my next level. And I would see these people literally thriving. Like they're, they're living this life that I'd always dreamed of. I want to travel. I want to work out. I want to meet people like Jasmine. And there's people doing it right in front of my face on my phone. And I've always been on sports teams. So I'm really comfortable with talking to people and social. So I would just reach out to them. Yeah. And one of those people was my now wife, Erin. She started a fitness Instagram account and we eventually I went out to her and she was like, you need to start an account too. And it started as CM fitness. And I don't tell many people this, but I want to get on here because I know there's a lot of creators that listen to this. 
I think one skill that I have that stops a lot of creators is I am okay with putting 50% quality out there and I go for quantity in the beginning and 50% quality in the beginning was like, just start an Instagram account, CM Fitness. I got two months into it and was like, fuck this. I hate this. Yeah. Like I want something more meaningful. And I still remember we were in Houston, Texas sitting back like, what do we, what, what, what word means something to us? And we kind of landed on Thrive and I Googled thrive.com and it still to this day is just parked and somewhat, it says it's a Minnesota based website and it says, this is not for sale. And I think it's gonna be a million dollar purchase that one day maybe I'll make. Um, (laughs) But we were just like, okay, what's another iteration of Thrive? Mm -hmm. And we landed on Thrive on Life because her father passed away of a heart attack in a spin class and that's where our heartbeat the heart line comes from in our logo. Mm-hmm. And I've had family members die in their 40s of colon cancer and struggle with other stomach issues that I unfortunately have kind of had yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm still trying to figure out. But I basically created this company just to inspire me to realize that every heartbeat is really what we should be counting. We shouldn't be yeah. counting down the time. We should be looking at like, Time is infinite. It's going to go on. I'm just mm-hmm. a speck of dust. We're all just atoms. But right. I have a finite amount of heartbeats, and how I live them is through what I do every mm-hmm. single day. So Thrive on Life started as that. Um, and sorry, that was a little bit long-winded, no, but it's is- one of those things that I feel like a lot of people don't understand what Thrive on Life is. Is right. it media? Is it consulting? But it's more than that. It's literally um, my life, like yeah. every single day, and it's what I try to inspire other people to go after what you're doing in this moment right now matters way more than you think. And that's where if I created a brand called Thrive on Life, it's a constant reminder that I'm not anybody special and that I could be off this earth really quickly. So I need to make the most of it while I have the time. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's an awesome story. And I, I love hearing that story all the time because it's funny because when I first came here and I saw that name, like Thrive on Life, I was like, oh, that's sick. Like, I really love that name. Like, I kind of wanted to figure out more about what it was about and like how I could get involved with it. And like over the last like year or so, you know, we've gotten a lot closer in our, you know, our friendship and our relationship and our working relationship. And I know, you know, everyone that I go see, like, Anytime I go travel and I go see family or friends, they're like, so what is Thrive on Life? And like, (laughs) what are you doing? Like hanging out with all these people? Like, what are you doing? And it's sometimes it's hard for me to actually explain it. But I think what's amazing about it and like the actual down, like just the bare basics of it is like that it's like I just found like a little community of people that like we really push each other. It's more of a feeling than yeah. it is an actual tangible thing. And that's right. That's tough to convey to people. Yeah. And that's what it was always meant to be. It mm-hmm. was to give me a feeling. And then once I got that feeling, yeah. I wanted to hang around other people that gave me that feeling as well. So right. like our team mm-hmm. last summer and still now I consider all of y'all my team. Whereas like most people would be like, well, they're not, they're not a true team because mm-hmm. you're working on one thing and John's working on one thing and Hams is working right. on one thing. But I view Thrive as more of a feeling where we're all striving to just do our thing better and we come together to help each other do our thing better because we're all individuals and mm-hmm. we come together for a collective mission. Yeah. And it's hard for the normal person who like just goes to the job every single day to understand a true collective mission because mm-hmm. if you're working at a company that's 5,000 people, like how connected really are you to that company's mission? Not really that, you just have your job and your little team. But for us, it's more about like, how does Jasmine make, like how do I help your podcast get better? How do I help John's podcast get better? How do I help Hamza's TikTok get better? Like that's what, that's the mission behind Thrive On Life. It's not, it's not a tangible entity. It's literally just like all of us trying to get better. Like, and that's not an easy thing to describe to people. And I like, I'm the one who created it and I still don't. Yeah. Anytime I just had my brother's wedding and Mm -hmm. the question of what do you do and, Mm -hmm. and what are you up to? I can never answer it because I just strive to have a good feeling every single Mm -hmm. day. And I just follow that feeling. And I think it's, never going to be an easy is I, I don't want it to be an easy answer i don't want it to just be this one line thing like yeah life I mean, is so yeah. much more intricate than that it is so much more intricate than that i don't know i just i love hanging out with you and i love being around your energy because it, it does seem like it makes me feel a lot better because i feel like a lot of us like 
you know, especially creatives, you know, we're, we're always in our head and like, and and pair that with entrepreneurship that you know so well of like, I know that I come to you all the time and I'm like, yeah, I'm just going through like this roller coaster of like one day I feel great. And like the next day I feel like crap and I feel like I'm failing. And then the next day it's like, oh, we got to, we got to help shoot something for New Balance. And then the next day is like, I don't have any money coming in. (laughs) I'm feeling like crap, you know? So I think what's really awesome about you and what I kind of want to hear more about is like how you deal with that like roller coaster of, you know, because even though you're not in the creative industry, you're, you're an entrepreneur at heart. And like, I feel like, yeah, you live every day to just like fucking, you're just like, I just So entrepreneurship (laughs) at the end of the day is like, like whether you're faith-based, like you believe in God Mm -hmm. or you are very artistic and like, Mm -hmm. that's more of your, like, it's one of the most creative, like it is a gift Mm -hmm. of a human to be able to think of something and create something that lasts beyond your death. Mm -hmm. That's what separates us between animals. Like animals, they come, they're born, they eat, sleep, shit, have babies. And then like, that's That's it. it. That's, that's their existence. Humans though, like you can think of a thought in your head write it down, take a video of it, film it, make, hold, host an event to connect mm-hmm. people. We're one of the only organisms that can do that. Right. Like there are like ants build things. Like yeah. there are animals that kind of do things like that. But yeah. to leave a lasting impression on this earth as a human is a fucking gift. And I don't think enough people understand how much that gift actually matters. Mm-hmm. And as an entrepreneur, the thing that I had to realize is I never used to consider myself creative. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not good at drawing. I, I literally, um, I've had to teach myself how to take photos, how mm-hmm. to edit. Mm-hmm. How, like I'm not naturally creative yeah. like you. So when I see, when, I, when we shoot videos and I see you edit, I am fascinated because I do not think like that. I'm like, wow, how, how did you turn what we just did into what I just saw? Like right. that fascinates me. And the cool thing about that is it's the same thing and vice versa. In business, mm-hmm. I realized that the thing that I'm really good at is turning zero, like you, may, you, you mentioned dollars. Yeah. Like how do we take this video and turn it into money is technically a fictitious thing. It's just paper, right? Mm-hmm. But if that's the game we're playing, I like to win. So right. how do I take... <laughs> this video mm-hmm. and maximize the potential across the board. So I went to school for industrial engineering and systems engineering right. to build systems to optimize whatever thing you're building. Mm-hmm. So it's cool, like thinking back how, wow, my place in this whole like kind of spinning globe of mm-hmm. an earth that's well, in this crazy <laughs> universe is I really like hanging around creatives because mm-hmm. you literally have a brain that like you're you're making something out of nothing like right. it's things that i never see and it makes me sharper in the business side of things and then where i fit is i think i'm really logical and creators most creators and artists are not necessarily logical that's how they create the art that they have right so i bring the mix of the logic and understand enough of the artwork to then maximize both people's potential and i like to think of it as like when two atoms collide and like make an explosion. Right. But I didn't know this until like I start hanging around you guys. Yeah. It's just like hearing some of your problems. I'm like, well, you're having a money problem, but you're not having a product problem. Like your product is really good. Money is just a byproduct of a great product, but you have to put it in front of the right eyes and you have to sell it. Now, artists are not really good at selling their own artwork. Nope. We're not. <laughs> You're not, right? Yeah, it, no. it feels uncomfortable. Yeah. So you make the art, and instead of going out and selling it, you focus on making your next piece of art. Yeah. Right? And then your art, your first piece of art collects dust, and you're left with the whole starving artist syndrome of why is my art not selling? Well, in reality, when you see these bigger companies, they have someone selling for them. Like all these companies that you see and all these people that are really thriving, somebody is selling them, whether it's a technology, another human being. Mm-hmm. Facebook ads, Instagram ads, some, some type of system is selling their product. Mm-hmm. And a lot of artists right now and freelancers don't understand that because that's just not their strength versus I understand that because I've had to sell 
dirty napkins. Like I've had like, yeah. and by dirty napkins, I mean like my products in the beginning when I was a creator were not that great. I'm not right. good at it. So, but I learned the other half of it, which is if you can sell or negotiate a deal on a napkin, once I get the chance mm -hmm. to sell someone like you, it's like, oh, this is, this is an easy win. Like yeah. it took time, but I, I wanted to el elaborate on that whole story because it wasn't easy to mm -hmm. to get to that point like i i didn't know what i was doing i right i i didn't i picked up a cell phone that's where it started mm -hmm. and the cameras and the stuff i know how to do now was all self-taught and by hanging around people like yourself and i think that's where thrive really has helped me over the course of my life was it gave me a brand to connect with other people and help each other mm -hmm. it was like the conversation starter and i think a lot of creators if I look outside of our little local network, they don't help each other. They're very siloed off versus yeah. we're very much like, how do we help each other? Like you use, you use my podcast equipment. John was just in here the other day using the podcast right. equipment. We share lights. Like these are John's lights. Yeah. Like how many people are doing that? Literally not a lot at all. It's kind of crazy. Like, and it's so, that's what's so nuts about it is that in, when I first started freelancing and I was in Boston, there was none of that happening. Like there was no like collaboration or like share, like there wasn't a ton of like sharing of equipment or sharing of resources or even just like getting together in a space and just talking to each other about all the freaking problems that you might have and like being able to get like feedback on it or getting different perspectives from other people. Like that just wasn't happening. And like, I was feeling pretty lonely too when I first got here. Like, yeah, I was, I was networking a lot, but I think I still had that kind of like siloed off mentality. Like, oh, well, this is my creative business. So I have to do it by myself. Like, I just had this whole mentality of like, I have to do it alone. Like, but you don't have to do well, it Well, we're alone. taught we're taught that in the education system. You're yeah. taught like study alone, get your grade alone. And I'm really, for those listening, I'm really into education and yeah. helping level up other people. Mm -hmm. A smarter you is a better world for me too. And that's yeah. what a lot of people don't realize is we can all eat. The pie just needs to grow. Mm -hmm. And when we're in the school system, it, it just baffles me that like, say you're really good at art. Mm -hmm. And I always looked up to people that were really good at art. I'm not, I'm not like naturally. And how it, imagine instead of the teacher, like trying to teach all of us, you put, you were put in groups where you helped me get better, mm -hmm. but then I helped you get better in gym class. Like, yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah. But we were siloed off. It was like you had the, you, you couldn't sit next to each other. Like you studied alone it, and then you get into college and it's a little better where you're working in groups, but you still take the exam alone. But yeah. in real life, like there is no exams. Like when you go do your, your perfect keto shoot, you're not just going to sit there and be like, oh, like I'm the only one with ideas. I'm the only one. Like, no, yeah. you have a second shooter. You have That's people that you're working with. You might have... Um, somebody helping you direct. And as an entrepreneur, me, like I know that if I'm the one that's creating the business, I'm not the business. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm selling your media services, like I'm not the one shooting. Yeah. So I need to help you and you need to help me. And it's more collaborative. And it's really weird how the education system is the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. Then you get thrust into this world where the ones who really truly thrive are the ones that are sharing resources and helping each other level up. Yeah. Because a ri uh, uh, rising tides lift all ships. That's the saying. Like, mm -hmm. if we, if each of us levels up, like the New Balance shoot is a great example. Mm -hmm. So, creators out there, I got reached out to to be a model in a New Balance shoot, um, a, a fitness shoot, and the socialite that I am, I immediately reach out and be like, I'd love to get on a call and just learn more about like <laughs> yeah. what you're doing and um, how I can be of service when you're here in Austin. Like, mm -hmm. how long are you here? Asking these questions. So we set this call up and literally Jasmine is here, sitting here working in our office right next to me as I have this call. And on the call, the guy goes, well, we're flying in a photographer, but we're looking for local videographers. Do you know any? And luckily I have a portable camera that I use for Zoom and I literally just turned the camera. I'm like, yeah, here's her, here's your girl. Sent the information over and simply because I have that collaborative mindset of like, hey, let me just talk to you. Like, let me mm -hmm. hop on Zoom. We have our whole team then working on it. Mm -hmm. And it's just like that, that is Thrive on Life. So if, if anybody listening to this, you've wondered like what it is, that is what it is. And it, yeah. it can be, it doesn't just have to be 
video and photography. It could be the fitness events that we throw. Mm -hmm. It could be the consulting that I do. It could be, I mean, we've done cultivated connections where we're talking like therapy sessions that were hosted right. here pretty much like group. It's everything. It's just a feeling of like mm -hmm. strive together, thrive together is we can go so much further in life together. Yeah. And I think that that's, what's so crazy about it too, is that yeah, like I would have probably, I never would have seen that, or it, may, it might have taken me a lot longer to see that opportunity come if I was solely just like locked up in my room alone, like just working, working, working on like, let me make my technical, like my technical skills at making videos better instead of going out there and networking and making like actual friendships with people like you and everyone else on our team. Like that's the only reason i was able to get that that opportunity to kind of and which one is more fun that like it's easy yeah. that's it yeah. e like life is about having fun and right. i think people forget that it's just like yeah. especially with your business yeah it's about having fun that's what's so yeah it, and i think a lot of people do that and like i also had that same i was in that hole as well where like i was always just worried about like okay well how do i make my content look prettier how do i make my video skills like sharper and like while those are all great skills to have and like those are obviously very appreciated and they helped solidify that that job that we did get to shoot we got to help someone shoot for new balance the opportunity alone wouldn't have come in the first place if i hadn't have made those connections with you guys and I think that that's a big problem that we all have, like, well, creatives especially just have this problem of like constantly working on the crafts and only working on the craft and not really realizing that like, like everyone tells you, like it is kind of who you know, like, and, and the, the relationships and the networking that you do that kind of help you get those like bigger brand deals that you want to get, you know, as like, yeah. And don't, I, I love where you're going with this and I want to, portray like don't get me wrong like you have to be good at you have right. to be good and want to be great at what you do mm -hmm. to like really quote unquote thrive but there's such a, a a fine balance between realizing what metrics actually matter um and that's where you have to i think having the self-awareness of what you want to be like not just today and the next year but in the in the next 20 years because like here's a good question like i think it was like a month ago i came in here and i was just like i don't think i know any other female creators that are as good as you like you literally could be the number one female creator like in the u.s like i, I don't know of many so it's like but that only works that only hits home if that's what you want like right and if you want to be a great creator but also a skateboarder that's okay too mm -hmm. and that's where i think people struggle because they want everything and there's an easy quote you can do anything you can't do everything and that's something that i have to tell myself over and over and over again because i get caught in the trap of like <laughs> oh i want to learn how to edit oh i want to yeah. learn how to code oh mm -hmm. i want and it's just like cj you're not an editor you're not a coder it's just like you're an entrepreneur that needs to know enough about editing you're an entrepreneur that needs to know enough about coding right and so on and so forth so once you get into it enough i think the question that yourself and a lot of creators should be asking themselves is like where do i see myself in 10 years 20 like are you going to be a producer are you mm -hmm. more of an educator like where right. you where you shoot for your passion work but like you're really making your money educating other people yeah. that are coming up like really think through that and that's really what's going to help you decide emotionally in the moment like what where should i be spending my time mm -hmm. um and i think a lot of people they go one of two ways they're literally I want to be the best videographer in the world. If, if that's what you want to do, you need to just shoot as much as humanly possible right. and get as much feedback as possible. Those are the only two things you need. Mm -hmm. Shoot as much as possible and then sit around great minds that can give you very cutthroat mm -hmm. feedback. Right. If you want a better, if you want a more holistic life, like kind of the one that you live, mm -hmm. then you can't put that pressure on you to say it has to be absolutely perfect. It should be, okay, I'd rather live the 80 20 principle throughout everything mm -hmm. where like 20% of what I do is extremely good. And then the other 80% is just for fun and right. whatever that yeah. that'll suit you more. Yeah, no, that's a great piece of advice. I think that, yeah, I mean, sitting and, and talking to you, like every time I come in here in this office, like I'm always leaving on and I'm like, 
damn, like you're, you're right about that. Like I should be doing, I should be focusing, um, here instead of there, or, or even when it comes down to business too. Like I know that a lot of the times I would come into this office and I'd be like, I don't get it. Like, I feel like I'm really good at video, but like, I'm not getting paid anything for (laughs) video. And what's interesting about what you said even earlier was the whole, like, you kind of have to know, like, obviously we don't really know how to sell ourselves. Most artists don't know how to sell ourselves. I'll give you, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Put me on the spot right now. The reason that you don't get paid as much is if I'm a business owner, Mm -hmm. I know the minute you walk in the door (laughs) that you're not going to ask for what you're truly worth. Now, I'm not saying I, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a very giving person. Like yeah. I know people's worth and their value and I, I will literally not ask you to do videos for me because I know your worth and I'm like, I need to go find an up and coming person because yeah. those, that's the type of portfolio I can help build mm-hmm. versus you, I can help you get higher paying gigs. Right. But really money is all about just asking. Like yeah. if you know your worth, say no to everything that's not your worth. Now, if you have to pay bills, you might have to bend a little bit, Mm -hmm. but don't bend until someone rejects what you really want. So go into that deal and say, I I deserve 10K for this this shoot. And if they're like, no, then you say, okay, well, what are you guys thinking? Mm -hmm. But what most people do is they're like, well, what do I think they would feel okay with accepting yeah is this is this yeah, right i'm like, laughing because that's exactly how i go <laughs> into it like i literally am like what do i think i can like get away like not get away with but like yeah what do i think like they would be comfortable with or i assume like what i think that they're gonna but they're not me. even thinking like that they're just thinking i have this budget in my head right that's it like it's just money to them it's not emotional they're not they're not going to be hurt by you saying oh no, I can't accept because I'm worth too much. Like yeah. they're literally just going to move on to the next person. Right. So like when, cause I come from the entrepreneurial standpoint, when I go to hire for a gig or hire for something, I'm always like, do I need like a luxury product service right now? Or do I need a malleable? And by malleable, I mean, maybe it's a little lower end, but I can tell a story around it and maybe sell it into something in a different way, but I can't afford that luxury thing right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm the only one that knows. That's the tricky thing for the creator yeah. is like, you don't know if I want that luxury thing or the malleable thing. So what you need to be doing as a creator, if you're a luxury type of service, you need to be going in and only sticking at that price. And if they say no, they are not your customer because right. then you're gonna run into problems later on down the line with everything else. Mm-hmm. That's just how it works like you can't go around that so for you it's what do you want to make ask for it and if they say no then you decide hey you know what i'll accept the thousand dollars less on this one because i really believe in your team and your Mm -hmm. and your product and i i just want to grow with you guys so i get it um i'm willing to bend a little bit Mm -hmm. but at least you leave with your dignity like I know, which is so scary. We're always like just terrified. I don't know. I I want to I want to talk about this a little bit more. We do have to take a slight break. Um, but we will be back with this conversation in a hot second. I do want to keep diving into this cuz I it's a really important topic and I, I struggle with it a ton. So, stay tuned guys. Thank you for listening. What's up everyone? Thank you guys for tuning into the episode. I hope you're enjoying it so far. If you guys want to follow us on social media, please go to at for creativity sake on Instagram. Also, you can follow my personal page. I am actually way more active on my personal page and that's at Jasmine underscore Q, J-A-S-M-I-N-E underscore Q. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening and we'll be right back. Alrighty guys, we are back with CJ. Um, I really want to continue diving into that point that we were making about kind of talking to creators talking to clients and kind of trying to figure out like what is it that we're gonna ask for and determining our worth and our value and that's something that I literally struggle with like to no end like still and I don't I guess I just never know how to yeah how to gauge I don't know that's a very specific skill I feel like how to gauge what someone is really coming to you for and kind of and making that decision like is this something I, I need to take or do I want to say no? I don't know. And then there's all these scenarios that swirl around in my head that, that I'm like, well, is this a networking opportunity that I should take <laughs> or, you know. So here's, here's an easy way to think about it. Get rid of should. Like sh- get rid of should out of your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Because we live by what should we do? Don't, don't do that. Yeah. Live by what 
do I want to bring to this earth? Do I want to serve this particular company, Mm -hmm. product, or service? If I was paid zero dollars, like let's say you were rich and you didn't need the money, would I still do this? If the answer is a hard no, that's, that's an easy, okay, no. Right. Now, I'm not saying it, it's very much gray. It's never black and white. Mm-hmm. But you start, I like to make, start making my choices easier. So the mm-hmm. way you make a choice easier is if this was free, would I still do it? If it's a hard no, immediately pass on it. Then the next thing you need to ask yourself is it's all about having the right questions, not the right answers. Mm-hmm. So the right question is what value can I bring to this company and what value are they receiving from me? So if I'm just bringing a video and they are just gonna put it up on Instagram, is th- does that make me feel good? Mm-hmm. Maybe a new creator, maybe a new videographer that's just trying to build a portfolio, that's great. But for someone like you who's like, you could literally make a movie mm-hmm. and that movie could then impact a thousand people and get a thousand people purchasing a hundred dollar product, Mm-hmm. We'll do the math right there. That's $100,000. So if you made a movie and it made someone $100,000 and it made people happy, which if that's an intangible right. worth, well, I'm $100,000 worth $100,000 plus intangible assets, mm-hmm. right? When you think about it in that light and someone says, hey, I'm going to pay you $500, you are going to be like, no. Well, you just made the answer easier for you because there's an actual tangible metric. And that's why I say as creators, because you're, you're an artist, you're not thinking in tangible metrics versus right. I'm an engineer, everything is numbers. Mm-hmm. If the bridge is off by even a centimeter and it cracks and people start dying, I am very much held liable and that cannot happen. Right. So I understand the perfectionist mindset because mm-hmm. as an engineer, I have to be perfect. Yeah. Even more so than a creator. Like right. people's lives are online. So I understand that. Mm-hmm. But I also understand that when I go to build the bridge, mm-hmm. I don't just start building. I literally have to test the ground. Is there oil underneath? Is there water? Mm-hmm. How stable is it? So when you're thinking of a creative project and you're thinking of selling yourself into it, you have to think of it like that bridge. I'm not just going to say, I want $5,000. Right. You're going to poke holes like in the ground. And by poking holes, it's asking the client questions. Hey, what are you going to use this video for? Hey, why do you even need this video? And they're going to give you an answer like, oh, because we feel like we need. And then once they say you feel, you say, why? Why do you feel that way? Mm-hmm. Is it because somebody else is doing it? Another company is doing it? So you feel like you need to do it? Well, they're actually not doing it the right way either. Maybe you should consider this. Mm-hmm. So you see how it's like everything is about poking holes in their right. process. Then they're going to come to you and immediately be, wow, you just gave us free value because no other creator has asked us these questions. They've all yeah. just said yes or no, mm-hmm. right, before asking. So the thing for me, and as an entrepreneur, and as a creator, whoever's listening, you need to decide, do you even want to work with those people? Yeah. If it's not worth, like, if you don't need the money, like, mm-hmm. if it's, like, if you're not in dire need, like, you don't need the money for food to pay your rent, right. you need to highly consider just poking holes at that project and at that company and whoever's pitching it to you mm-hmm. and see if it's worth actually working with them. Because if you don't do that and you sign up for something that you get paid a thousand or two thousand or three thousand for, right. And you do the video and then you're left feeling drained afterwards, you're still on the rat race. You're still on the wheel versus you could have been on a project that maybe you got paid a little bit less, but it made you feel amazing and you learned something, Mm -hmm. which then helped you in your long run, your journey. Mm -hmm. Money is not the end all be all. So it's, it's, it's way, I get it. It's gray. It's not easy. But when you think of it, like, again, that bridge and that you need to start drilling holes and poking holes into it prior to telling you, telling the, the customer or the client what you're willing to accept. Yeah. I'll, I'll never say the number until I understand like almost A to Z what I'm getting myself into. Yeah. Like even the, even the New Balance thing, it's just like, okay, what are we talking about here? Right. Are we editing? Are we, are we yeah. shooting and editing? Are we just shooting? Like asking so many questions, mm-hmm. leave no rock unturned and then decide. Mm-hmm. And when you decide, go 300 fucking miles per hour into it. Right. Like be 150% percent 
50 cent (laughs) be 50 cent all in um no be all in on it and then you can you can go to sleep at night that's that's one reason that i I do about it this way is like i can go to sleep at night if i vet it and and give my 150 percent yeah no i think that that's that's amazing advice too because we don't think i mean i know personally i can speak from experience like a lot of the times when i've hopped on calls with clients like i don't ask like sometimes I'll just leave the call, like not still not knowing anything. And I know other people that have done this too, because, you know, I have friends that'll hop off of calls with clients and I'm, and I try to help them. They're like, Hey Jasmine, like, what should I charge this client for this video? And I'm like, well, what are they? I, I will ask those. Now I will ask those questions. Like, well, what are they using it for? And where is it going? And what do they need? Like blah, blah, blah. And then the person's like, I don't know. I didn't ask them. And I'm like, well, it's kind of hard to gauge a number for what you should be charging or or you don't even know yourself what the scope of the project is if you're not even sure like where it's going. But yeah. And it's your work. And this is what I'll tell you. If you're an artist and you're a true perfectionist, I only want my work Mm -hmm. in the hands of people that deserve my work. Mm -hmm. So if they're going to abuse my work, I don't want to work with them. So you need to ask them, where are you going to put this? What are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. If they're going to put it up on some website that is like selling things that you don't necessarily agree with, yeah. then it's an easy no. Yeah. And that's where as an entrepreneur, I've gotten burned because I'll work with clients, partnerships, and things that start doing things that I don't agree with and I'm in conflict with, but I'm like, shit, why did I sign that contract? Why did I sign, right. sign up for this? It's because I just didn't ask the right questions. Hey, mm-hmm. what, is your lo- what, is, what does the next three to six months look like? Are, are you going to, is this a one-off video or is it going, are, are we going to be a long-term working relationship? There's so many questions that you can ask and view it as like, again, to help you, to help creators view it as be as a perfectionist with your business as you are your business and your personal brand mm-hmm. as you are with your artwork. And yeah. if you do that, another easy way is like what do you really feel like you're worth? Like what is worth your time and energy? So when you get on that call, be selfish mm-hmm. to be selfless. Say that again. Be selfish okay, what? to be selfless. If you are selfish with your time, yeah. you're actually being kinder to mm-hmm. everyone around you because when you get on that call, because you're selfish, you're only going to pick calls that you like show 150% up to. You're very passionate. So you see me, like I'm very passionate all the time. That's yeah. only because I choose people to be, that I, that I believe in and I hang around. <laughs> right, if you're right. a negative person, like I'm not going to be, I'm, you're not even going to find me around you. Yeah. So it's just like, if you get on a call and it doesn't go your way, you need to not bash the call or the other person. You need to take a step back and be like, how did I get here in the first place? Probably because I didn't ask the right questions mm-hmm. of myself and of the people around me. Right. And once you start digging into that and you say, what is it worth for me to show up to this call mm-hmm. and start there? Okay, $10,000. I'm just making up a random number. Mm-hmm. But then you hold yourself to some type of standard and you give yourself a black and a white response. It's either a no or it's a yes, rather than the gray of like, what are you worth? I don't know. Like yeah. if, and I'll tell you this as an entrepreneur, if I know a creator, if I ask you, what are you worth? And you're like, I don't know. I know that you don't value yourself. So I could take advantage of you. That's how most, that's how most right. business works. Yeah. Again, I'm in the practice of ethical. Mm-hmm. I try to help people learn about what really goes on, but I also came from the corporate world. I know that people just bid across the board and they take whoever doesn't believe in themselves the most but still has a quality product, that's what gets picked. I know, that's exactly what gets picked. I've found myself in that situation all the time too. And then I feel like shit about myself because I'm like, I have been that person that it's like, people will come to me and they'll be like, your style and your videos are amazing. They're amazing quality. And like, I will I will break, I'll bend and I'll be like, okay, fine. I'll do it for like the shitty price and then people will watch the video and they'll come to me like even my parents like they'll come to me and I'll be like yeah I did this video for this amount of money and they're like well you got gypped because this video (laughs) is worth like whatever amount of money and I'm like and I just I don't know I fall into this crazy cycle of like well what was I supposed to do like I'm always asking myself well it's like I don't know. So we can go into that. What, yeah. what do you feel like you're supposed to do in that moment? I, I'd love to ask because yeah. the only way that I can give advice is if I get in the head of 
the the person because I again I know right. what it's like on the other side of the table. That's why it's right. advantageous. I I think okay. I think the anxiety right for me and I we talk about this all the time, but this is super valuable because other people have these same sentiments. Like the anxiety comes from the fact that like I don't want to lose like for example a, a client that I won't name. I have a kind of like a long standing relationship with them as of right now. My pay point has been the same for a really long time, but I feel like my content quality has been helping them out a lot lately more like in actually making sales how do i how do i kind of how do i kind of bring up to them that you know i think i'm providing more value than i'm getting paid for without ruin without i have the anxiety of like ruining the relationship like oh they're gonna drop as soon as i want to raise my prices they're gonna drop me that's great what happens if they drop you then i lose one of my my most consistent clients that I have. And then what will happen? I won't be able to, I won't get that, that money. And so no, you'll pick up a new client and they will pay the price that you want because now you set your new bar, right? It's a weird thing. You will, you will. That's what'll happen. Mm -hmm. We only think about the worst case scenario. We don't think about the best case scenario. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But you are surrounding yourself with higher level people and learning new things and you're getting to the point that if that client walks away you now know okay when i go into this next one i can sell myself into a higher paying thing mm-hmm. right the next thing that i would say is again going into the other side of the story mm-hmm. they don't know that you're feeling this way like i'm not a mind reader That's like true. if i'm a business owner i have no clue i have my own life my own problems when <laughs> yeah. i go home i'm just, i'm just trying to get by just like you are yeah. right so i don't know that you want more until you tell me you want more right because right. i'm managing 17 other people that need have needs right mm-hmm. and then not even in business i have my own health issues mm-hmm. i have relationships that i have to keep up with i have family that i need to talk to like there's the world is so busy mm-hmm. that we, as business owners and creators, we think that the world revolves around us because we're all up in our head, just like you said. You're right. But they're all up in their head too. Whoever's across the table, they're up in their head, just like, yeah. like I am all the time. Yeah. Right? That's what makes you special mm-hmm. um, is the fact that you're using it for good rather than evil. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, if you just start the conversation, mm-hmm. one, it's going to make you feel better. So. The number one piece of advice is the fact that you're even questioning it and you're getting to the point where you want to start the conversation mm-hmm. is a path of progress. And that's really all you need to be on right. as any individual, doesn't matter if you're a creator, mm-hmm. entrepreneur in the corporate world, is the que- always have questions. The answers don't really matter. If you yeah. were questioning, how do I go about, I feel like I'm providing more value now that I've been in this relationship mm-hmm. a little bit longer. It's just like, I'll, I'll give an easy example. <laughs> You're a boyfriend and a girlfriend, or in my terms, um, a husband and a wife. I have a wife. If I feel like I'm putting in more work to the relationship mm-hmm. and I hold resent for it, does it solve the problem? No, no. no. right? It never solves the problem. No. But if I say, you know what? I feel like I've been working really hard. I'm gonna take my wife on a date mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm gonna pay for the dinner and I'm gonna say, hey, do I have the opportunity to just speak my feelings right now? Mm-hmm. Is it an open floor? And I don't want you to react in, in any type of way. I just want you to hear me. Mm-hmm. And I say, hey, I've been in a lot of work recently and I don't feel like it's been reciprocated and I've been noticed. One, that person's probably going to respond with, because you came about it that way, mm-hmm. they're going to be like, wow, I, I'm... I'm sorry. Like I, d- yeah. I didn't know that, yeah. that this is how you were feeling. Right. I'm so happy that you chose to take this path rather than just blow up on me or leave me or whatever, mm-hmm. right? The second thing is they're going to be like, how can I make you happy? How can we, how can we solve this? Because I don't want to lose you. Mm-hmm. You do solve a problem for me. Now, here's what I'll tell you. If you go about it this way and, and you, you talk to the client or the customer, you say, say I'm that client and you come to me and you say, Hey, I've, I've put in a, in a year and at any other job, like let's, I'm like, you work at this place. Mm-hmm. You probably get a 3% raise every year. You guys need to literally bill in raises for yourself every year. Then it becomes logistics. It doesn't become an emotional thing. That's the issue that you, 
That's why before this conversation, I yeah. asked you, are you on a contract of any sort? When you get in contracts, it's within the contract, you can say every year I raise my prices. So That's when true. they sign up, you immediately set the tone of, I set my prices because I'm going to produce higher quality of work for you. Now, if you didn't sign the contract, again, you can say, you know what? It's been a year. I love working with you. Can we just have a conversation on what the next year looks like? It's just like marriage or boyfriend, girlfriend. It's like, you want to know what the future looks like. It's not even about the money necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's about, I want to know, am I valued for what I'm doing? And is this a long-term thing? Because if it's long-term, I can then write off in my head, okay, this is worth my time. I'm growing. I'm meeting new people. My videos are working. And it'll lead to something. If it doesn't lead to something, we hold resentment. And that's where, again, bringing back the relationships, the relationships that don't work and then we hold resentment towards are the ones that are just like, this person starts holding me back, but I don't necessarily want to let them go. Yeah. That's the, my problem that I won't address that. And then it usually ends up in flames. Some, some yeah. whack thing happens and it blows up. Yeah. Same thing in business. It's just like they're going to extort you. They're going to mm -hmm. ask you to do this one video last minute for underpricing. You're going to be like, fuck this. I don't want to do it. And then nobody wins because right. they don't have their videographer and you're now out of money. Rather, you can solve the problem before you even get there. Sit down and quote unquote, have the nice dinner, have the discussion. And I'll tell you this. If they are aggressive, mean, or don't hear and listen to you when you do approach it that way, they aren't worth working with in the first place. You, you just dodged a bullet. So it's like you dodged the bullet of the girl or guy that you thought you were going to marry, but thank God yeah. you didn't marry them. You didn't, you yeah. didn't merge your bank accounts with this person <laughs> because you vetted them the right way. No, so that's, that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. No, that was a great explanation. You know, I never thought about it in those terms of like, yeah, it's a relationship like any other freaking relationship. So it's like, yeah, you do need to speak up. And I, it's just like the anxiety that we get of like, we think that losing, a, like we're just emote, like I think this goes for most artists and creatives. Like we are probably more on the emotional side of like our emotions get the best of us when we're trying to make these deals and we're the anxiety gets the best of us, the discouragement. Cause you know, when I, cause you know, I've lost clients before in the past and, and it's hit me hard. Like I try to be like, okay, whatever. Like this client does is this client has ghosted me or whatever now. And like, they don't want to, it seems as if they don't want to work with me anymore. They or I see that they go and they find another videographer and that hits me so deep. And I get so discouraged from that. And I never know how to like deal with that. Like okay, actually, let me just move on. This makes space for a new What client. if we flip the lens though? They left you uh -huh. because they feel bad that they can't pay you what you're worth. And they're just as uncomfortable to have that hard discussion as you are. So instead of having the discussion, they run away. And then they find that cheaper videographer. It has nothing to do with your quality of your work yeah. and everything to do with what are they uncomfortable with approaching you with. It probably is, wow. Like, I can't, I know I can't afford you. Like, yeah. deep down, people know what other people's worths are, right? Yeah. Like, if, if they're working closely with you. Mm -hmm. Now, in a bigger company, like some of the projects that we work on, it's, you're not even, the money and the people are not attached. The people that are working with you, mm -hmm. they're not the ones writing you the check. Right. They're just, the, the company tells them, hey, we need to hire this person, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You have less wiggle room with those. But if it's a smaller client or whatever, always think in the mindset of, we, 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 we always put the vision on ourselves of like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. It's, it's almost nine out of 10 times you didn't do anything wrong. It's that person didn't want to address something uncomfortable, so they ran away from it. Again, same thing with regular relationships in real life. People run away rather than address problems. So when you come at it like that, it's much easier to say, you know what? I didn't do anything wrong. I don't know what happened. But I would also ask you this. What did that usually lead to? Probably a better deal or a mm -hmm. better relationship with a, your next client because you learn from it. So in right. every moment, the easiest way for creators to kind of go about it, and this is in entrepreneurship as well, anytime something bad happens to me, like right now in my life, everything that is great, like this office mm -hmm. is great because I got sick at my corporate job and said, fuck this. And like, I went down this crazy, squirrely little path and now we're sitting here. Yeah. If I never had that pain, I never would have had the pleasure. So now I'm doing a much better, better job of like when I'm in the pain in the moment, I know that it's just pleasure. Like it's going to yeah. lead to something good. What can I learn from it in this moment? And that's where I think, again, you're a little bit 
you're years behind me just by a little bit. Yeah. Moving forward in 2021 and beyond, anytime you have that tricky situation, realize it's just a learning. This is just a learning experience. Right. And the faster I address it, and the faster if I'm willing to have that uncomfortable conversation, mm-hmm. everything that's great in life is always f- through uncomfortable yeah. things. Like that's, that's just it. When you go the comfortable path, you don't get the reward. But when you choose to be the person to do the uncomfortable, right. do the podcast, like we were talking, like people will reach out to you <laughs> afterwards. Like this is work. This is it fucking is. work. This yeah. is work on top of your real job. It is. And you're willing to do it. You're willing to jump into it. So lean into that. And when you have those people that don't necessarily understand that worth, that is not their fault. They just, I would call them, they're just sheep and you're a wolf. Like at the end of the day, like that's just really what it is. They're never going to be a wolf. So you can't have that expectation. Mm -hmm. So you have to say, when you lose the client, it's probably not me. Now you also have to have self-awareness where I've worked with you. I know it's like your work is, is great. Mm-hmm. right now there are other people out there that you might need to have the self-awareness maybe it was you yeah yeah like for sure. there's some dumb shit i've done where it was 100 percent my fault yeah now that i look back on it yeah no that makes sense no that makes total sense and it's it i just never think of yeah you're right like i'm always thinking of like the worst like it's always my fault and like yeah maybe i have like in the past like yeah i also have like messed things up before too um but yeah, there have been times where I felt like I've given my all to like a client or I've given everything. I've, I've been flexible. I've given them quality. I've, I've given them everything I could possibly give them. And then as soon as I raise my prices, they completely disappear. And it is, it, it, I don't know, it discourages me so much because I'm like, in my head, I start to spiral and I'm like, well, am I not worth this amount of money? Like, am I charging too much? Am I... Did I not give them a good enough experience? Like, it, it's always like, what did I do wrong? Like, in my head, I'm like, fuck. Like, did I fuck something up? And I just, like, don't, I don't know. It, it, I always get in my head about it, for sure. But, I mean. Money is such a, such a tricky thing. And I think a lot of it has to come down to, again, it's, you project what you feel on the world. So, if, and we've run into this a lot is mm-hmm. what you think is a lot of money isn't really a, like, especially in entrepreneurship, what a creator thinks is a lot of money to get paid for a video. I'm just like, that's not like you're underpricing because in the, in the scheme of things, what I know this video is going to be used for and how much money it's going to be used to make what you're making is not a lot. Yeah. So like a grand or two grand, like for the amount of work you guys are putting in, like that's not that much yeah. money, but what you're doing is, because you priced yourself at that, you're attracting clients that can only afford that. And then as soon as you go above that threshold, they're not in it for the relationship like you are. You are attached to the work. They are attached to what the work does for them. Right. I'll, re- I'll re-say that. Yeah. You are attached to your work. They're attached to what the work does for them. It's the same thing like I'm a male. I see so many like guys get a bad rap because they attach themselves to girls that do things for them. Mm-hmm. Not because they love the girl. Yeah. It's the same thing in the relationship. If I'm a business, I attach myself to Jasmine's videos because what the video does for my business. As soon as that doesn't equal and her price is too high for what that video does for my business, mm-hmm. I run away. Just right. like as soon as the problem of problems of the girls was too high, I just run away. Like mm-hmm. that's what I used to do. That's right. what a lot of males do. Right. Um, and it's crazy. I'm relating a lot to relationships only because that gives people the ability. Like <laughs> yeah, I think we've no, all had those types new, of struggles. Yeah, it's a du- yeah. Um, but in in business, it's the same way. Right. It's not that they don't like your work. It's not that they don't like you as a person. It literally just does not fill a business need. That's it. Yeah. Like so, how would so how would a creator who who Okay, so because a lot of us don't have that mentality. We're like, well, that was a really amazing film that I just made, like cinematically and the transitions and whatever. How do we kind of transition our mindset into like, okay, well, this is what it, we need to be making what the business needs, not necessarily what we think is cool and flashy and like good filmmaking, you know? What I mean, I guess it, it goes back to like asking them questions about like. Well, the first thing is if you don't know the questions to ask, what should you do? Yeah. And that's one, just do. Like literally surround yourself with people like me. Yeah. Like they're instead of backtrack. 
-hmm. creators are actively on social media. If you're a freelancer or creator, like you have to have a portfolio. So you're probably right. on social media. So I'm going to assume right now that you're on social media. Mm -hmm. Instead of following other creators, literally silence all creators. Don't look at any other creators. Only dive into your own work and then literally follow 10 business people and only follow them for yeah. the next year. You will learn more in a year and grow your business more in a year because you are already creative. You are mm -hmm. already good just by you doing your, like the more videos you do, the better you're going to get at videos. Right. It's, that's just how life works. Yeah. The more businesses I start, the better at business I get. Mm -hmm. But why do you think I have chosen in the past year or two to hang around more creators? Because I started realizing what's going to separate me in the business world mm -hmm. is understanding how to use content to grow businesses. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing the future. I know that content is the future. Right. If you can tell stories, write copy, do videos, do TikToks, do, uh, <laughs> do whatever, do, yeah. all of it. If you can do that to grow a business, mm -hmm. I am untouchable. Yeah. So I literally said that. I was like, okay, I can read every business book under the sun. I can understand business law. Mm -hmm. I can understand these things, but it's still not going to grow the businesses that I want to grow, the mm -hmm. lifestyle businesses and the impactful educational businesses right. as much as if I understood content. So I need to sit around Jasmine. I need to see you in action and see like what struggles do you have? Mm -hmm. what, what questions are you asking? Like, who are you hanging around? Mm -hmm. I follow you guys more than I follow. Like, I don't watch business people really. I yeah. watch creators yeah. because that levels me up to the point where if I can run a business and be creative, I am deadly. Like, and as yeah. creators, you have the easier path because business is literally just watching book, reading books, listening to podcasts and taking, a, and taking courses over the course of a couple of years. You'll pick up a lot more right. than you don't even have to sit there and do the, like you have to, how many hours have you put in the video editing? A lot. Like, I'll never get there. I will never get there. A lot. Right. So it's like one of those things that the advice I would give is silence other creators, mm -hmm. except for maybe your top couple that you look up to. Mm -hmm. Don't look at them. Don't compare yourself to them. Learn business. Business is a language that goes across nations, goes across languages, goes across genders, goes across demographics. Mm -hmm. The language of business speaks to everyone. Because you go to the grocery store, right? Yep. You buy toilet paper, right? That's yep. business. Yep. Every, since the moment you're born, you're <laughs> born into business, business right? Everything is business. Everything. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that. So if yeah. you just focus on the business, the creativity is going to be there. Mm -hmm. The more videos you put out, the more you create, you're going to get better and better and better and better and better. Right. But a lot of people focus on what, again, what they're comfortable in mm -hmm. and they don't follow the business. And it could look at, I don't want to overwhelm people because. Right. I've been known to do that. Um, <laughs> it's, it starts with just one hour a week. Open yeah. a business book one hour a week or even read 10 pages a day. Mm -hmm. Like it's so simple. Or hi hire a coach. If you have extra money like, and you want to speed it up, mm -hmm. hire somebody that is in the exact spot that you want to be in. Right. A lot of people hire somebody that they saw on Instagram or whatever. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Literally dial into who who do you want to be in 10 years? Find someone that's already kind of there mm -hmm. and get on a call with them. Hey, I'll pay you. What, how much would it cost to get on a phone call with you? Yeah. Go from there. Amazing. Amazing advice. Damn. Well, as always, I mean, I always, I always love talking to you because I always, I, every time I leave conversations with you, I'm always feeling like hyped. I'm like, you know what? You're right. It's really not that difficult. I just have to do this and this and this and this. And it kind of puts it into perspective for me. Like, you know, cause I just have the cycle where I just get anxious all the time about all the stuff that I'm not comfortable with, which is business, but hanging around you and hanging around Hamza and hanging and, and kind of like, you're right. in saying that like, yeah, I kind of need to stop focusing so much on like what I am comfortable with, which is like video technical skills and kind of try to feed that business side. Because the more I learn about that stuff that I'm uncomfortable with, the more, or the less anxious I will be about having those conversations. And then you get to focus. Here's the weird thing. Yeah. If you focus on the business side, you get to focus more on the creative side because you're going right. to make more money. Once right. you make more money, you unlock more freedom. Once you have more freedom, you get to put more energy Actually, into the creative. Right. So it's seeing this. How old are you? 26. For the audience to hear this, right? So you, you're going to be creating for the next 50, 60s. Like none of us are retiring. We love what yeah. we do. It's, mm -hmm. it's a never-ending game. So if you come at it that way, it's like, what is the rush? Mm -hmm. let, me learn, let, me, let me take a couple hours a week 
learn business so that on the back end, I get so much more time to do what I love to do. Mm -hmm. Same thing with me and like I have cameras now. I invested in mics. I invested yeah. in the podcast studio because I was like, this is what's going to earn me the freedom to truly build businesses. Like right. I, like one day I want to get to the point where it's like, Jasmine, you're a world-class creator. I want, I want to hire three more. They're going to learn from you and we're going to kick some fucking ass. Yeah. I, I unfortunately am not there yet. I don't have the money <laughs> we will yet, get there. but we will get there. <laughs> yeah. But what will get me there is not studying the books anymore or starting the businesses, which I've already started. It's understanding the creative aspect of how do I leverage the creative side mm -hmm. to help the businesses grow, to make enough money to then right. earn the freedom. And it's mm -hmm. the same thing for you is just like, if you learn the business and you learn the tactics, you're going to negotiate better, you're gonna build better relationships, and you're gonna earn the freedom to do the projects that you actually want to do, and you're gonna be more fulfilled. Once you're more fulfilled, you have less anxiety. It's always gonna be difficult, because yeah. I, I wanna clarify that. It will yeah. always be difficult. You're the type of person, I'm the type of person that's always trying to get to the next level. Yeah. When you get to the next level, there is no book for it. Like, there's no ladder. Yeah. Like, you have to figure it out. Yeah. So it's always gonna be difficult. Now, you can either view it as, I'm gonna enjoy this difficult journey because mm -hmm. I know that it's my journey compared to, well, I could just get a job and I know the path in front of me and it's mm -hmm. comfortable, but it's miserable Yeah. versus again, leaning into the difficult side, reducing your anxiety and just doing more of what you love to do. And that comes with you're 26 right now. If mm -hmm. you study business the next four years, think about it. You gave four years for school. That's Give four true. years for business. By the time you're 30, not only are you a world class creator, but you're a world class creator that knows business. Bet. Bam. All right. Boom. Right that's all. That's all that I got to do. <laughs> no, you're totally right. And yeah, no, I, I loved this conversation. I always loved the conversations with you. And I think that we are going to try to wrap it up now, but I think that this has been incredibly valuable. I knew it was going to be super valuable. And I feel I just, every time I walk in here, like I always leave with like, a better sense of like what I, sh what I need to do. And kind of, I feel a little bit better about like, like just keeping it going really. And that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast. Cause I was like, damn, I feel like a lot of people on the podcast so far, like obviously we all have the same similar issues. And so I sit here and I talk with them about, you know, issues that we can all relate on. But I, you know, I was so keen to have someone like you on the podcast who might be able to provide some of like, not not solid answers but like some type of direction as to like well how can we kind of like get rid of some of these anxieties that we have or or how can we flip the lens of how we're seeing things so that we're not beating ourselves up so much or so that we're not spending so much time doing things that like we maybe shouldn't be doing and maybe should be focusing elsewhere if there's one thing y'all hear from this episode that's the one thing i want to hit home on mm -hmm. is stop doing what you should do and do what you need to do like mm -hmm. need like what do I need in my life mm -hmm. to get to where I want to go? Start being selfish, to be selfless. We are selfish taught to, be selfless. to go on somebody else's path. Our parents have an opinion. Our friends have an opinion. Right. Our friends' friends have an opinion. Social media has an opinion. Yeah. What is your opinion? Like, mm -hmm. that is it. And I want to come on here and tell people that's really what I try to convey is like, this is your life to thrive on. Like, mm -hmm. I cannot tell you the answers. I can ask the right questions though. I can ask the right questions of you. It's like, who do you want to be? Why do you want to be there? Right. And then let's figure out who's already there that can help you get to that next point. Because all it really is, is a bunch of poking dots. Just like I said, yeah. poking holes in things and filling the holes up and really having fun with the entire process. And you don't have fun with the process if you're constantly asking yourself, what should I be doing? Like that's yeah. the worst way to go about things. And again, just thank you so much for having me on here. I hope this was helpful for anybody out there. Dude, I think this is super helpful. I have so many nuggets <laughs> that I could just pull and like post everywhere. No, this is definitely super helpful. I think this is going to be really like one of probably one of the most valuable episodes I have so far. So thank you so much. Is there anything else that you'd like to say before we wrap up? I'll also ask where people can connect with you because I feel like everyone should connect. I mean, you got a lot of people connecting with you, but you know. No, I try to, to do my best. I'll send people video messages and whatever. So the easiest way is C, at cj.finley um, on Instagram. That gives me the ability to send a quick video message back. Um, right now, I'm kind of in this mode of trying to help people like Jasmine realize 
they're worth. Mm -hmm. And if you're someone out there that is, has been questioning like what your purpose is on this earth and where you're trying to go and trying to start something new because 2020 was crazy, yeah. um, definitely reach out to me because I've been in that boat. I feel like I'm an absolute expert at figuring out what it is that you need, need not need. should be yeah. doing and then helping you kind of giving uh, you the next steps to just get started. So if you, right. if you've had ideas or projects you want to work on, or even have had a business idea that you think you want to dive into, I'm telling you, I'm your guy. I'm, I'm confident to say that I'm experienced enough he now is, is, and confident yeah. enough to, to tell you that. So please reach out. Um, and if I don't, if I don't hit you back within a day or two, it is because I'm working on a lot of things, but I do answer all my messages within due time. So again, thank you, Jasmine, for having me on. Wow. I'm so stoked to hear this and blast it. Thank you. I'm so stoked to have you on here. And yeah, thank you so much for being here with me. And thank you guys for listening. And this was amazing. And yes, please connect with CJ. He, he definitely knows how to ask all the right questions. He's always grilling me with questions. And I'm always like, oh my God, you're right. Like, why didn't I think of that? So connect with him. And thank you so freaking much for being on the podcast. And we will catch you guys in the next episode.